and gentlemen, and welcome to the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I am your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. All right, here we go for episode seven, folks. Um, first ones we got tonight, I've got two from uh, Sandy Martinez, again, and uh it looks like, well, maybe, you know what, I'm going to do three of them, but they're real short this time around. Uh, they're talking about uh, cities in the sky, is what she saw in this one. And um, it's kind of odd because it was near my house that she saw this. I had no idea until I read it just this evening. So, here we go. <clears throat> about 2010 or so, I used to live in Manassa and would drive daily on daily to work in Alamosa. One day I was headed to work about 7.30 a.m. on January 16th. I don't remember the year, but clearly remember the day because it was my brother's birthday. He was on my mind as he passed away many years before, and I was thinking about it being his birthday. I got to where the well was on the west side of the road between Lahara and Star. Went to the left, out in the direction of Monta Vista, Del Norte. These skyscrapers appeared. Now I'm talking many of them. I looked like I was it looked like I was looking at a city in the distance with tall, all glass crystal looking skyscrapers. You could see the details of the sky, skyscrapers, the details of the city that appeared. Well, I'm gawking literally at this point leaning over my steering wheel in absolute shock when it started to fade away. I had one man tell me it was a mirage. This was no mirage. This was a city, a city of glass, a city of crystal, a city, period. So absolutely, beautifully breathtaking. Around the same approximate time of mine, 2010 or so, my mother and daughter, another time, were driving down the old feedlot road north of Manassa, headed to Lahara, when skyscrapers appeared in the field to the east of them. My mom says she turned to my daughter and asked her if she could see them, and they both could. When they got home, they were ex- all excited and telling everybody about them. They couldn't believe they had seen something like that. And the third. About 2010, another time my mother was headed south and hit the exact area where the well is on the west side of the road between Lahara and Star when an airplane appeared, flying very low, just above the power lines. She said you could see the pilot perfectly. Looking at them, he had seen one of those old leather helmets that had flaps down the sides of the face. She said he flew over the car towards the field to the east of her and then disappeared. She was shocked. She followed the car directly in front of her to see if that person had seen what she had just seen. The lady lived in Lahara, and my mom pulled up behind her when the lady got home. My mom asked her if she had seen that plane. The lady told her that she hadn't acknowledged how old it was, and then my mother told my mother it just disappeared. I don't know if that area is a hot spot or vortex or what, but that was the exact area where I hit when I saw my city of glass. That was a cool Sandy. I like those ones. Yeah, it looks like you've got one left. Oh, anyway. Thanks, Sandy, again. All right, for the second one, we've actually got 
fictional story that uh, John Patterson turned into us for a submission. Uh, I actually haven't read it, so we're going to enjoy it together. Windwalkers, Part 1. It starts out as a feeling of being watched, then the hairs raised on the back of your neck. Maybe a cold flash touches your soul. Either way, it's an experience both spiritual and memorable. The Indians called them wind talkers. Neither seen clearly nor heard loudly, they come and go as they please. I can't say for sure that I've seen one, but for that glimmer in the sides of my peripheral vision, or a glint off in the distance. They seem not to care for our version of this existence and rarely meddle in the affairs of this evolution. I do believe that they may say words to us, but then again, who is to say where the words of spirits come from or are meant to go? I can only say that I have words not of my own making, and I have seen that they are both anomalous and strange. Now I wonder what I was in a dream or in real time. I cannot clearly discern at this point. The waning sun was dripping colors of pink, purple, and magenta on the high peaks of the Sangre de Cristos. I was watching the daylight turn to night as vermilion full moon came creeping over the jagged peaks we like to call the needles. It was a moment of dusk when surrealism takes over and the point of the moment is lost in a disconnect that I had always loved. Time nearly still, a moment to behold and not try to understand, it was the tween time. The Buddhist temple was catching the light glint, the last glint of light with its golden dome, and then I saw it. Somewhere between earth and sky came a form in the distance. At first I thought it was an aberration as it moved in shimmers, seemingly there and yet not. I became the watcher as it came closer, when the dusk was lost and I was still watching under a quilt of starlight. I cannot say how long I was watching, but soon as my eyes were beginning to strain against the will to give up on the watching, I saw a wisp of smoke over a somewhat distant fire. Now, realizing that my mind was not mad, and I continued to watch the thing which was so rapidly gotten my attention. Normally, when darkness descends on the valley, the ground is forgotten and the play becomes the sky as a million lights of the Milky Way grabs one's attention. But I was still enraptured from the form I had been watching for some time now. I did not move, hoping not to scare off the alien form. Soon the smoke from the form's fire was intertwining itself into the trees of my mountainside perch. The full moon gave a surrealistic view to the smoke as it became forms of many omens in my mind's eye. There was a strange odor to the smoke, unlike a juniper, cedar, or pine fire. I was wrapping my mind around the abnormality or of olfactory when I finally realized what the smell was. I had been to a Christmas party once where someone had actually brought some frankincense from the old country for all to smell. How odd to smell such an odor out in plain of this valley. I tried not to find meaning in this quandary, but continued to watch the form of this bee, which is quite hard since the fire had risen in the night sky and the form and fire seemed to intermingle. I could not tell for sure, but it seemed as if the form was dancing around the fire, yet it was the fire that appeared to dance while the being lifted something towards the night sky. 
My god, I was a baby. My mind was growing wild now. Was this some demonic sacrifice that I was to watch before my very eyes? I was about to panic when all of a sudden there came a scream, so shrill that it took me a moment to try and realize whether or not it was real-time sound or just my mind in a sudden expulsion of insanity. The valley was completely silent now, as if waiting for the next cue to return to real life. I felt a chill, and the hairs on my neck were at attention now. Then there came a small blue light, as if conjured by the shrieking, drifting slowly and quite erratically down from the night sky. It was really quite small, and compared to the distant little Lagarita Mountains lit up the full moon, it seemed an extraordinarily seemed extraordinarily tiny. But yet its pattern of descent led me to believe that it was that it too was a cognizant entity. I was totally mesmerized and had completely forgot about my abhorrence to seeing the fire being lifting a baby over the fire. At that moment I became aware of these two occurrences were not separated by nature, but a convolution of the moment. A calling for me of sorts. I could not be sure that it was not magic at the time, but looking back I must admit that the moment has become magical and lost to reality and could only, could only, and could only be explained as magic. As I watched, the blue called light spiraled ever so softly and came down to within reach of the fire being. I strained to hear any sound since night in the valley always carried sound far and away. It was clear that the two entities were immersed in a conversation for maybe an incantation. The fire seemed to hide their meaning, or at least the whole moment seemed lost in those flames. It's a strange thing, fire. I've stared dreamily into the flames of large fires, and they have always fascinated me with their calling to come into them. Or at least they seem to beseech me in the most terrifying and tantalizing ways. Especially at night, it seemed hard not to get caught up in the fire's enchantment. Entrancement. So there I was caught between the enchantment of the fire and the hideous movements of the shimmering being and the fascinating blue light. My mind was still screaming about why the frankincense. But the panoply of the moment would not lead me to deduce anything in particularly sublime about the thing I was experiencing. I was aware that this region of the valley had definite had more than its share of UFOs, Bigfoot spirits, and other odd sightings in its glorious history. The real question to me was not what I was seeing, but why me? Life had always had its omens and ghosts. The real meaning was always the meaning behind the apparition, not the image itself. I suppose it was that thinking that kept me glued to these sights and not running off into the hills screaming like a madman. I was deducing the me meaning of it all when I finally realized that the fire being was not holding the baby anymore. Instead, the form I had taken for a baby was sitting atop the light like a miniature pilot. It, too, shimmered like its larger accomplice. And between the flick of the fire and the shimmering of the beings, I became lost on my own soul. I implored myself to pay attention to the didactic play before me, but reason only led to more self-introversion. I cannot say how long I watched them, only to think to my, of myself, but before a long, a new crimson color was expanding its hues around me, and I realized that it was the sunrise over my beloved Mount Blanca. I startled myself with that thought and wiped a bit of frost off my eyes. 
and returned my attention back to the area of my last night's interest. They were gone, or they were never there after all. Was I insane then? I decided to walk down to the fire pit and investigate my sanity from a different perspective. There were tracks all right, but instead of a fire pit, I found only a patch of snow. Yet we had not yet reached the days of winter yet. Odd. There again, I found no tracks in the surrounding soil except for the hoof prints of a horse. That not being odd, since many horse, cattle, and buffalo had foraged across this Chico for many years. The oddity was this thought. The hoof prints went around and around the snow fire pit and not one track led away from there a strange smell was emanating from the snow covered area and so I put my hand onto the snow and felt for the scorched earth I supposed was underneath but instead of black soil I pulled up a reddish type soil more prevalent in Utah or such as is near red rocks of the golden area Closer look revealed tiny blue crystals such as anyone could find around these hills, and such, except proof of my delusion, I put a few of them inside my coat, covering my head with the other half of the covering to create a false darkness. It was quite amazing as they glowed with phosphorescence I had never seen by local specimens. I was amused by this coincidence and was nearly to laugh out loud at my insanity. Then again I heard, Shriek. Now startled, I dropped the soil out of my hand and looked toward the noise, only to see a shimmer or a glimmer, and a small breeze was blowing off that glimmer, raising a small drift of dirt into the air, such as a horse might take, make as you watch it right up into the distance. There was that feeling again, like deja vu, deja vu in reverse. Stunned by the uh, sight, I finally came to my senses and locked, looked down, only to discover that the snow fire pit was gone. No horse tracks, no more blue crystals, no sense in any of it all. To this day, I cannot explain what really happened up on those hills and that night, but a Ute Indian once heard me tell the tale and merely said, It was a windwalker. He then asked me how my soul was, as if he knew the angst the whole experience had on me. To this day, whenever I catch a glimmer outside the side of my vision or a shimmer in the distance, I get a cold chill and make a little wish to someday know the meaning of my windwalker. Interesting story. I like that one. Thank you, John. I appreciate your submission. If you have more, let me know. Um, I true I do go for weird fiction and stuff like that, which this qualifies as that. Um, I'm more of a horror vein or spooky vein, really, but I do like that story a lot, so I appreciate that. But if you have any more, Please submit them. I'll be happy to. Thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. I appreciate it. And I'm just going to let you know again that I do have a support button on the Spotify profile. And um, it works just like a Patreon does. If you want, it's a monthly uh, donation or whatever you want to call it, donation or gift. Or support, like a patron. And it's either $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. And you don't have to do a monthly subscription if you don't want to, or a monthly payment. You could do a one-time gift, and then 
right away cancel it after the gift is paid and cleared and then you don't have to worry about it every month or you could help support the channel and charge every month and that will bring us more equipment better equipment um voice lessons for me maybe <laughs> uh and a wider audience you know so if you can't support like and share subscribe through spotify or even anchor.fm and uh, help us out. Appreciate it. All right. Once again, folks, the stories you hear tonight are either supposedly true or they are fiction. The three by Sandy Martinez were supposedly true stories. And the last Wind Talkers by John Patterson was a fictional story. And thank you for joining. Opening sequence. Music is by Andreas Herrera, friend of mine, great musician. You should check him out. He's at Entropy in Motion on Instagram. Thanks.